All right, sister, cue up the music because it is the final countdown. We are in the final weeks of 2021, y'all. Can you believe it? Man alive, I don't know about you, but I am excited to turn the calendar to 2022. That rhyme there. All right, so we are going to be hosting a free workshop on Saturday, January 8th for you to come and literally set and cast your vision for 2022. It is going to be an opportunity for you to literally sit and listen and learn what the Lord has designed for the year 2022. And so it's not going to be me sitting there spoon feeding you. Okay, here's some scripture, here's some things. It is going to be a guided meditation through what is it that God is calling you to do. It will also be interactive because I'm going to be calling on you to think about and pray about and talk about some things. We know how important it is, of course, to set a vision. It tells us in Habakkuk 2, it says, set a vision, write a vision, make it plain so that anyone can see it and run with it. So this vision does not have to be specifically to a career goal or to, you know, the house you want to build or business perhaps you want to build. Those are great if that's part of it. This might simply be you sitting with the Lord and writing out what your prayers are, what you hope to see come to pass, not only in your life, but in the lives of others this year. So I encourage you to go ahead and write that date, save that date down, and then send me a quick email and say, send me the Zoom link because it is a Zoom session that we will be doing Saturday morning, January 8th, 2022. More details to follow, especially if you are an email subscriber. Make sure you sign up for that because I will be sending over additional um, free workshops and lots of things that are coming up in 2022 goes out through my email list, not even on social all the time, y'all. I send exclusive information to my email subscribers. So hop on over to shinewithfranny.com. Or just send me an email and just say, hey, you have my permission to add me to your email list. All right, that is franny at shinewithfranny.com if you're looking for my email. And that's F-R-A-N-N-I-E. All right, otherwise, save the date, January 8th. It will be in the morning. I'll send you the Zoom link and all the other details. It's about an hour long. And like I said, it will be guided. We will have, of course, scripture. I'll set the tone, you know, reading you some things about the number 22, about the number two. Um, There's lots of revelation about that, you guys. So I'll be sharing that. And then we'll literally be doing a guided walkthrough so you can have a vision and very specific request along with that for you and the Holy Spirit to walk through 2022. All right, now grab your pen and paper and let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister. Welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time, with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to kung fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you, so let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to the Shine With Brandy Show. I am so glad you're here because today we are wrapping up and putting a bow on top of our four-part Advent series. Yes, the pun was intended as we head into the final week here of Christmas. So I am so excited to share with you today because I feel like this is going to be a message that will not only perhaps be useful in your own life, but certainly somebody who you know, perhaps even in your own home, especially those littles. I love that when you can share information and impart wisdom unto them that is 
of biblical truth and wisdom. So I'm going to start with a quick little story because, you know, I love sharing some stories with y'all and hopefully you can relate to this. But I was recently at a gym. I was staying over in St. Petersburg for a couple of weeks and I was there at the gym. And, you know, typically when I go to the gym, I'm kind of in my zone. You know, I'm playing with the buttons. I'm moving the incline. I'm changing the speed. And then I've got my earbuds in. I'm sometimes doing a shuffle. Sometimes I'm on my phone. You know, I'm all doing the things. But when I'm at the gym, like I kind of like to be in my zone. So there happened to be a sweet young girl. Well, I say young girl. She was probably only about five or six years younger than me. And there was a sweet girl next to me on my left. And, you know, I happened to, I don't know, I kicked something off. My um, shirt fell off of the thing and she went and picked up for me. She was so sweet. And I said, oh, thank you. And we started talking and she's just real, real sweet girl. And we ended up talking for like 10 or 15 minutes on the treadmills, which is good cardio for those of you who are like, okay, don't like to talk while I'm working out. Um, So it's really good cardio. So anyways, we're talking. We just had a ton of things in common. She was also a Christian. She was a mama. She had two little boys and she had just moved to St. Pete about three years ago. And so we just were chat, you know, chatting. She was from the Midwest and we just had a ton of little things in common in our, you know, 15 minute conversation. So at the end she was like, you know, I don't mean to be weird or anything, but would it be awkward if I got your phone number? And I was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Like you're welcome to call me. And you know, she had already friended me on Facebook and all the things. And I said, but I just want to let you know, like, I actually don't live over here in St. Pete. And you guys, like, I could see her entire countenance shift, like, in a second. And literally, like, you could just see that she was, like, downtrodden. And tears literally started welling up in her eyes. And I was like, is everything okay? And she was like, Franny, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to make friends here. She's like, I don't know if it's the people. I don't know if it's because I'm old. Like, I don't know. And you guys, this is pre-pandemic. So it's not like people were, you know, locked up. And I mean, here in Florida, they, they haven't really been, but she was like, no matter what I do, she goes, my kids are involved in soccer and I really haven't connected with moms there. She was like, we really haven't found a church that we're hundred percent, you know, sold on. And so we kind of unpacked that a little bit. And she knew I was also Christian. And I, you know, I said to her, well, I actually have some, you know, advice if you're open to hearing it. And I actually told you know, kind of shared some of the things, not necessarily told, but shared some of the things as I had been praying about this series, this was one of the things that I studied. And so I gave her a few pointers, you know, just really about life giving relationships and life sustaining relationships. All too often we can give to others, but then we ourselves feel empty. So how to sustain life in our own selves too. So if you are taking notes, I would encourage you to get a pen and a paper or, you know, open your notes section on your phone. Because I feel some of the practical applications that I'm going to give you today can certainly help you to discern, you know, if someone is air quote worthy, you know, of being in your circle. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard that, you know, not everybody who's in your circle is in your corner, right? That's a very popular expression because oftentimes the people who you think, oh yeah, they're my circle, they're my tribe, they're my people, they're my girls, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, they weren't there when I needed them the most. Okay. So I shared some, you know, insights with her, and I hope that this certainly helps you as well today, sister friends. So we're going to dive into Luke 1, and it is the story of Mary and Elizabeth and their special connection. 
And I absolutely love how the Bible really gives us just wonderful biblical heroes, if you will, to help us really glean and learn from. So while Mary's story is wonderful and it's relative to, of course, Advent, you know, we can look all throughout the Bible. We can see the first relationship, you know, between God and Adam, but then even God says, look, it's not good, you know, for a man to be alone. So he gives him a helper. We know the power and the importance of relationship so much so that God gave us Jesus in the form of a baby. Like what better way to build relationship than with someone who was really helpless and innocent and pure and sweet and just lovable, right? And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to come to that place of innocence and just humility and love and pureness and purity. And that is how we are to come into relationships. And we know how important it is, you know, that it tells us even in, um, in Proverbs 27, that iron sharpens iron, how important it is to be in relationship with other believers. That is a key component, you guys. So that was one of the kind of red flags as I was talking to this sweet girl, because I was saying, you know, look, like if you haven't found a church yet, then probably, you know, are going to find it difficult to find friends because no offense to soccer moms or, you know, people at the school PTA or your, you know, son's classes, but you might not have that common thread. You can't go deep, right? You might be able to go wide in your common threads, but you're not going to necessarily be able to go deep. But, you know, not only does God give us he and himself and then Adam and Eve, but then we know, of course, Moses and Joshua are great examples. We have David and Jonathan. Then of course we fast forward to the new Testament. We have Jesus, of course, with his inner circle of Peter, James, and John. Not only did he have the disciples, you know, all 12 disciples, but he then had this small inner circle, if you will. So it's really important for us to look to the Bible for examples. So I want you, if you are taking notes, I would like you to open up and I want you to go deeper. I'm only going to do a 30,000 foot view here on this, but in Luke 1 verses 39 through 45, We know also in the same chapter, you know, we hear, of course, about um, Elizabeth becoming pregnant with John, John the Baptist, and Zechariah gets, you know, kind of shut down. (laughs) He is no longer talking until Elizabeth delivers the baby. And, you know, they say, they declare he's going to be named John. And then we know that Mary receives a visit from Gabriel, the angel Gabriel. And while he is sharing the news of her being pregnant, he also shares the news that Elizabeth is pregnant. And then that brings us up to Luke 1, 39 through 45. Mary then decides that she is going to go visit Elizabeth. And she only knows of Elizabeth's pregnancy because Gabriel shared that with her. Remember that this is, they did not live in the same city. Mary was from Galilee and Elizabeth was from Judea, which is about a 90 mile um, span, about a 90 mile distance between the two cities, two areas really, if you will. And so as she learns of, um, you know, Elizabeth being pregnant, there's that common thread where all of a sudden, like, okay, she's going to get it, right? She is going to have walked or is currently walking in my shoes. And I don't know about you, sister friend, but when I know that someone has been where I've been, all of a sudden, it's just like that relief, you know, like, it's a me too moment where that person's like, oh my gosh, me too. And you have that kindred connection. So this is one of the things that I think is really important here, sister friends, is that finding common bonds where you can connect with people on a more meaningful level. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, perhaps 
you know, your child's soccer team, which is great. And it doesn't have to be as deep as like, oh, you know, I gave you my kidney, like, (laughs) you know, or part of my liver for a transplant. Like, it doesn't have to be something deep like that. But you really want to find a common connection with somebody that you can then relate to them. And when I go to new situations, I'm always in new situations. I always try to ask more questions. And that was actually in last week's episode where I talked about, you know, if you're uncomfortable going into a dinner party, asking more questions than they ask me, because you're drawing into, you're pouring into someone else too. And you're drawing things out of that person that are hopefully favorable for them and enjoyable and that create that meaningful connection. So one of the things that I find is really important about Mary's story is the relationship she has to, you know, them both being pregnant. Now, the other part to this that I want us to look at too, is that she knows, and we can surmise that Mary feels like Elizabeth is going to air quote, get her right. We know that she was pregnant as a virgin. So how awkward would that be? Right. But we can surmise that Elizabeth was a faith filled woman because Mary decides to go visit her. It's not like, you know, she just goes to visit anyone. Elizabeth is a faithful woman. And we find out later in the story in the same chapter here, you know, that Elizabeth does indeed believe. And we're going to look at that here next. So the second thing is the first one is really having that meaningful connection of someone who has walked a mile in your moccasins. That is what I believe is to be one of the first criteria of really creating a strong life-giving and life-sustaining relationship is having a meaningful connection beyond the superficial. Oh yeah, that's my favorite movie. Oh yeah, that's my favorite flavor of ice cream. (laughs) You know, kind of going a little bit deeper. The second one here is that someone who is going to celebrate and not compete with you. Now this one, you guys, I will be honest in telling you that this has not always been easy for me. I have oftentimes seen people doing things that I want to do, having things I want to have, getting things I've wanted to get, all the things, whether it be someone who was getting married, someone who got a new boyfriend, someone who got a new house, someone who was on a vacation I wanted to go on, all the things. I have not always been so gracious. I have not always been so joyfully and genuinely, you know, thrilled for them. I've oftentimes been under my breath. I've been doing the, oh, that's great in the face. And then underneath, I'm like, why did she get it, God? Why did you bless her with that? And God has had to really humble me, rebuke me, Mm, man alive, do some circumcision of the heart to help me recognize that I have a jealous spirit, that I am full of pride. I'm like, why are they doing that? I could be doing that. And God's like, oh, really? (laughs) Well, let me show you what they've done to get there. Or let me show you how they've been praying or let me show whatever, right? Now, we're not going to get into a whole thing about grace because we know that, of course, that that's a measurement that is determined by God, right? Gifting is determined by God, all those things. I don't want to get into that. But I do want us to look at the willingness of Elizabeth to celebrate with Mary. When Mary comes to her, she is like, oh my gosh, blessed are you among women. And then she says, and how is it that you chose to tell me? She's honored. She is just like elated that, you know, Mary chose to come and tell her. She celebrates with her. And I love the part where it says, that the baby leapt in her stomach. I love that. The baby leaped in her womb um, in different translations here. And that just is such a reminder, you know, not only did John know at a very, you know, 
early age in utero so much that Jesus was the Messiah. But then that too just just reconciles the fact that she was quickened by the Holy Spirit. You know, so my friend Lori oftentimes will say, well, what makes your baby leap? And she's referring to this of like, what makes you excited? Like what drives you? What, you know, causes your eyes to light up and that twinkle to be in your eye and you just stay up all hours, you know, dreaming and planning and working for it versus striving and not having grace for it. So celebrating with someone, not competing with them, collaborating with someone and not, you know, tearing them down, that you're going to build them up, that you're going to edify them, that you're going to be encouraging of them, which is the third one here, sister friend, which is speaking life into that person and into their future. And again, this is all found in Luke 1, 39 through 45. And the last part in verses 44 and 45, um, Elizabeth says to Mary, blessed are you among women and blessed is your fruit. Now, for those of you who might be formerly Catholic, or perhaps you pray the rosary, you know that that is part of the Hail Mary. We also know that that is something that Gabriel shared with her. And he says, you know, you have the Lord's favor upon you. And so I love then here that Elizabeth is able to confirm what the messenger of God relayed. That's what a good friend does is a good friend will see the calling upon your life. A good friend will see the life and the fruit in your life. And they will speak those things as though they are, they will call them out into your life. Now, also a good friend, let me tell you, they're also going to tell you when things are not, when you're not bearing fruit, that's what a good friend does too. (laughs) But in this case, as we look at the story of Mary and Elizabeth, you know, she speaks and she says, you know, blessed are you among women and blessed is your fruit. And this is the part that is so powerful too, because she does encourage and she even prophesies in verse 45 that there will be a fulfillment of these things. She is going back and she's saying, you know what Gabriel told you? That is indeed true. Now that is a good friend. When you have a good friend who says, let me show, let me tell you what I see in you. Let me show you what I have seen God do in and through you. When you can have somebody point those things out in your life and encourage you and edify you and spur you on and say, you know what, you might be in this situation right now where you are a pregnant, single mother who never even had sex before. But I tell you that that angel Gabriel, he knew what he was talking about. I know that good things are going to come through the, through your lineage. I know that good things are going to happen in and through you. And so you need someone who's going to be able to speak life into you and into your circumstance and into your future. All of this, you guys, is really embodied in, you know, obviously the entire gospel here. You know, when Jesus says there are two things you must do, love God and love others. We know, of course, that that is what a good friend does. But I love in John 15, 13, if you're familiar with that, that is, of course, the story of the vine and the branches. But Jesus says the greatest love that you can give is to lay down your life for your friends. That is really here, you know, what the essence of the union and the special bond between Mary and Elizabeth is people could have thought Elizabeth was crazy, you know, because she was now believing for something that was completely supernatural, but she's willing to weigh down, lay down, pardon me, her own pride, her own ego, her own reputation by believing for and caring for. She stayed, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for quite some time. 
It's actually said some scholars say that she actually stayed for the delivery of John and um, that she was able to then to know what to expect because she herself was a young, single, unwed, unwed woman. So what to expect in, in labor? Now, we know that later it was Joseph who delivered. Whole other story. That was not heard of, right? For the man to be around for that. You would usually have your midwife. And I love, too, that in verse 17 of John 15, you know, it says, we must love each other. Elizabeth showed unconditional love, which is such a representation of who Jesus was. She didn't condemn her. What did she do? She spoke life in her. Blessed are you. She didn't say, ah, Mary, I think you're a little bit cry here. I think you might need to do some counseling or maybe go to a psych ward for a couple of months. (laughs) You know? No, she speaks life into her. She loves her unconditionally. She believes that what the angel told her is indeed true. So, With that, sweet sister friends, I pray that this blesses you. And I do feel like these are things that you can share with your children. You know, are you finding connections with people beyond, you know, it's great when you're younger, you know, to have things in common, the same homeroom teacher, the same, you know, cheer squad or whatever that is, but then also finding other connections. Maybe they also have an older brother. Maybe they also, you know, live in the same you know, cul-de-sac or something like that, but being able to make those more meaningful connections, even at a younger age, recognizing how to ask those questions and then celebrating, you know, when your daughter or your son comes home and, you know, somebody else got the part in the play or somebody else got, you know, first violin or whatever that is, let's celebrate because then that gives you an opportunity to, you know, cheer them on and be that friend. Maybe there are a lot of other kids who are against them for that. Or it also can spur you on to practice to be like them. You know, it can be a model of what we want to be, but also just to be that good friend that that person needs to celebrate with them, not to be against them. And then, of course, finally here is to speak life into other people. I really like your smile. I really like your, you fill in the blank, right? Or, wow, I really love when you be very specific about an action that they do. Or, wow, you really made my day when you, you know, when you build others up, guess what? That's how we rise too. So I feel like these are practical, not only for us at our, at our age, but for really any age. And I love that my sweet friend, I'm calling her my planet fitness friend. She was so sweet because she was like, yeah, I've got some of the, you know, I've got some of these connections with people. She was like, but I feel like it's hard to speak life into some people or if it's hard, if I don't know them. And I was like, you came up to me on this treadmill today and I'm like, you have the power within you to do it. And so I just edified her. I was like, look, we were standing next to each other. And I was like, you made a friend in me. I'm like, the sad part is, is I'm going to go back to St. you know, or back to Melbourne, pardon me, and not stay here in St. Pete. I'm like, but you have it in you. So I was speaking life back in her and I was like, so do what you did with me and hopefully pray <laughs> that the person next to you is actually going to be from here, you know? And really, she was like, well, thank you. So it was an encouragement and confidence booster. And, you know, I was celebrating with her like, wow, you, you know, I said, I've known friends who've lived, you know, places for five or six years or who've moved every other year. You know, their military wives and things like that. My friend Susan has moved. My friend Lori has moved, um, you know, several times over. And so it's sometimes hard. I said, you know, be thankful that you have this stable job. You've got these kids, you know, healthy kids. And, you know, how can you celebrate alongside of someone, you know, maybe in your neighborhood, somebody who moves in, that's a way of celebrating. So she was like, I guess I've never really thought about that. One thing I want to remind you, and this is something that is just a relationship for any, you know, it could be for a, a business relationship or a spouse relationship. I heard it in a Stephen Furtick sermon years ago, and it's, 
it was his wife, Holly, actually said it. If you give someone what you want, give someone what they want, pardon me, you'll get what you need. I'll say that again, that if you give someone what they want, you'll get what you need. And I thought that was powerful because, I mean, that's really marketing, right? Give somebody what they want and you're going to get what you need. You're going to get a client. You're going to get a customer. You're going to get, you know, loyalty there. So, and in this situation, you know, if you give somebody a compliment, you're oftentimes going to get that reciprocated. You're oftentimes going to receive that back. And then who knows where that can lead. And that might bring you to the need, you know, desire being met of a friend. So I pray that this blesses you, but I love that Mary and Elizabeth, that their special union um, is such a wonderful example for us. And then, of course, we know that that then carried on the generational legacy then with John and Jesus. And so who knows, you know, what impact you connecting with someone might connect to other people. You know, and it might have then just that ripple effect, if you will, of connecting and just relating and relaying, you know, who knows what will come of that. So I pray that this blesses you. If so, I always love hearing from you. If you feel like it would be good for someone else, please share it with them. I always love that too. I pray this Advent series has been beneficial to you. And that you will continue to listen because we've got lots of good stuff coming up. We've got our January challenge coming up here. Oh, it's a good one. I'll tell you, it relates to 2022. You have any clue what it might be? It's going to be a good one. And we also have a 100th episode. And uh, gosh, we're approaching 10,000 downloads here too, you guys. So lots of big uh, benchmarks and mile markers here. So make sure you stay tuned for all those exciting events and things coming up here in the final weeks of 2021. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. All right. Oh, and don't forget if you didn't listen to the beginning part of this, that we are having a vision setting session, prayer session, dream board, whatever you want to call it. There are lots of different ways of uh, phrasing it, but it is going to be on Saturday morning, January 8th. If you are interested, it is a Zoom call. It's free, completely free, and it'll be about an hour long, and we will do a a kind of guided walkthrough meditation prayer time through that. All right. I pray that this blesses you, sweet sister friend. You are a blessing to me. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.